Good morning, Northlanders, and welcome to Sound Off. The Sound Off host is Brad Bennett, who has served this country as a Marine Corps sergeant during the Vietnam War and has served this community as a three-term member of the Duluth School Board. Now, Sound Off, and let your voice be heard. Here's your host of Sound Off, Brad Bennett. Well, welcome, Northlanders, to another week here on Sound Off, uh, 610 KDAL. We're into the morning hour here, this first hour. Today, of course, is the uh, 23rd of January. The month is just flying by. Uh, I will only be here for the first four days of this week. Kenny will be bringing you up to date on Friday, but I'll be out uh, going after the elusive giant fish of Florida on Friday. And uh, I will send copious pictures back, which I hope Kenny will post on Facebook. Uh, But anyway, as we get going today, all weekend long, I kept looking and we kept finding more and more documentations found on uh, Joe Biden's secret stash of classified materials. The Justice Department conducted a search of President Joe Biden's Wilmington home Friday and found even more documents with classified markings, according to Biden's personal attorney on Saturday. The latest trove includes six documents. The content of the classified material is unknown. And do you notice the difference here between the raid at Mar-a-Lago, which, by the way, uh, Trump knew that that there were documents that he was holding that the uh, archives wanted back, He had agreed that he was willing to give them back. It was arranging return of them. Um, They had been there and looked at them and basically said, uh, you know what, uh, President Trump, I think you should put a little better lock on that storage facility, which he agreed to do. And then the raid came with uh, FBI agents uh, dressed in, uh, you know, armored uh, vests and the whole bit, thinking evidently they were going to get into a shootout with the former president. But how does it go down with this guy? Well, you know, you just uh, his attorney says, you know, well, maybe he might have a couple documents here. They find a few here. They find a few there. Then the Justice Department decides to voluntarily agree to come into Joe's home while he's not there for a day. They spend most of a day. Um, But it's all hush-hush. Classified material is not filmed laying on the floor, although we did get that one shot of classified documents kind of behind the bumper of of Joe Joe Boo's uh, uh, very nice Corvette, kind of a green Corvette. We saw them stacked in a box back in the corner of the of the house. The same Corvette, by the way, that Hunter had been driving around uh, chasing broads with uh, and had a couple in the car with him. I'm sure that he never looked at any of those documents, never saw anything that was in them or was not part of anything. <laughs> yeah, right. Anyway, the White House has previously claimed on January 14th the search for all classified documents was complete. And then this new search came up. The trove is in addition to the about 25 classified. And by the way, I have found out since then that when they say classified documents, a document could be everything from a single piece of paper to a uh, binder full of stuff. That's considered a document. Uh, These documents have been unearthed by Biden's personal attorneys in the past uh, weeks. Uh, Critics have questioned why Biden's personal attorneys 
were initially searching for Biden's illegally stashed documents. The White House has failed to provide any reason or cause for the search, other than I might add that I think they probably knew that someone knew he had these documents. Now the Justice Department has found more. Uh, Biden's personal attorney, Bob Bauer, claimed Saturday that Biden offered to allow the Justice Department to conduct the search. How nice. The search began at approximately 9.45 a.m. on Friday, concluded at around 10.30 p.m., and covered all living, uh, all working, living and storage spaces at the home, Bauer said in a statement, noting representatives of both the personal legal team and the White House counsel's office were present for the search. How convenient. Uh, the White House counsel, which is uh, a distinction from Biden's personal attorneys, issued a statement that neither the president nor the first lady were present. I mean, that was that was all arranged ahead of time, was that Biden was going to take off and he was going to be at his uh, his beach home, which, by the way, have they certified? Have they checked through the beach home yet? Uh, they may find something more there. Who knows? Um, anyway, what? Uh, Interesting, just to show the differences. And, and of course, the classified documents are starting to show, uh, are starting to unbox the Biden family business and how much uh, was involved in this, uh, in, in the business, the whole business apparatus. But there is uh, no hiding the fact that, uh, that Biden is a little bit frightened by this whole document scandal. Um, you know, when he was out in California last week, he uh, he said uh, something to this effect. I think you're going to find there's nothing there, he told reporters. I have no regrets. There's no there there. No, no there there. Hmm. That yeah, was, we actually have, have the uh, the audio from that. Do you? This is the okay. actual audio, Brad. Here it is. There's nothing there. I have no regrets. I'm following what the lawyers have told me they want me to do. It's exactly what we're doing. There's no there there. There's no there there. That, hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, that's it's reassuring. And, you know, when he speaks yeah, sure. and talks to us and lets us know that there's no there there. Right. And then his his spokesperson, uh, you know, the uh, ever ever present uh, French lady comes out and says, uh, well, we got it all. This is everything, basically everything. Uh, and then it comes out the next day. There wasn't everything. There were more things. And then she has yeah. to go into this whole alibi routine of. Yeah. Well, we just didn't know. We didn't. Nobody told us. And you know, I gave you everything that I had at the time. It, it's it's a continuing, uh, uh, ongoing, a comedy routine, really. Brad, do you think, in the days ahead, they will find more documents? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I think he's got them stashed throughout the house, uh, the Penn Center. What? We know that there's it's... probably a ton of them there. Oh, but man. I guess my isn't question. It interesting. Isn't yeah. it interesting, though, Kenny, how you see one picture of his garage and you can actually see yeah. classified documents in a box behind his Corvette. And there's now the picture that surfaced with the box that is taped that's opened. And on the top, yes. it's just a, a magic marker, documents and photos. Oh, OK. Right. <laughs> You, you job, know, this Joe. is really something because remember when when the oh, FBI, Kenny, 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 yeah, Kenny, you missed you missed one word uh -oh. on the top of the box. It says important documents <laughs> and photos. OK, well, they're important <laughs> documents. But when the FBI raided Mar-a-Lago, they were there for hours and hours. They went through uh, 
uh, um, Melania's closet. They went through Barron's <laughs> things. Mm-hmm. They took pictures, and there was some documents apparently that were scattered on the floor, maybe inside of a closet or something. And they asked President Biden about that specifically, and he said how it was irresponsible. And now here we see President Biden with a, a taped-up box that's been opened. It's been <laughs> compromised with important documents and photos. Yeah, I, I mean, this but is... that's not. Uh, but that's not crazy. That's not stupid. That's that's just normal things, you know. If this was a Saturday Night Live skit, we'd be laughing at it. But it's real life. It's the real thing. And I guess for me, Brad, is you watch the different news channels, you hear other people say, well, the reason that this isn't a big deal for Biden is because he's cooperating. We're hearing that. Well, okay, whatever. But again, I go back to why does he have them when he's not supposed to have them? And why has he had them for years in some cases from when he was vice president? I mean, this goes back to Obama, and some are now saying yeah. that even when he was a senator. I want to know, have we raided Obama's uh, compacts yet? Because uh, do you think he might have some documents laying around? I don't Probably well, not. I don't know. No, you know. I, I think he would, Brad. And I think that, we, you know, a, a lot of presidents do. But they're able to do that to some degree. That's well, interesting one of, about uh, Obama, though. That's very oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah, it's is very not, interesting. Is Obama because, on yeah. the radar of the DOJ and the FBI? Well, he should be if he wasn't because, you know, I mean, this was his guy. Uh, uh, Joe Biden was uh, was President Obama's guy. He was his vice president. No. He, he was taking documents under his presidency. Yeah. Yes, it was from his time as vice president, but still. You know, some might say that Obama can have those documents, and, and we get that. But what does he have? Exactly. And that's what we haven't really found yet, uh, because they've been very hush-hush about this. Did you happen to notice, and by the way, on Saturday Night Live, I don't watch it anymore, but I read the, I read the deal on it this week. They covered nothing about the uh, documents missing uh, from Joe Biden. Nothing. Anything on the, Alec the Baldwin. Whole... <laughs> yeah. Well, no, they, covered, they covered Alec Baldwin from head to toe. Did they? And they also did the whole spill on this uh, guy that made up his whole background about, uh, you know, what he, uh, you know, that he'd been related to so-and-so and graduated from four or five colleges he never went to. You know, the Republican congressman that's under a lot of heat right now. They covered yeah. a lot of that, but nothing about JoJo. Nothing. No, I stopped watching those late night shows when they got. Uh, They're not funny well, anymore. Well, they went too left. I mean, you can be political, yeah. but you, just, yeah. you don't stay left. You got to stay somewhat. I mean, the they, they, don't... they were funny. They were funny back in the time of. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll have a Coke. No Coke, Pepsi. <laughs> yeah, Saturday Night Live. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel, I yeah. never really thought he was funny, but he no. just went far left. And uh, some of the others, it just, there's n- nothing appealing there for me. Well, listen, folks, we got to take our first break here of, uh, of our number one. We got a lot to cover today. Not only is there stuff on the national things uh, going on, but I must have psychic ability, Kenny, because uh, uh, a guy that I uh, have been following a lot lately, we've all been following because Elon Musk has been all over the news, but Elon Musk came out the other day and said, uh, you know, I'm a little concerned. I'm starting to be a little concerned that the more we fund the war effort against uh, Russia, uh, the more the likelihood is is that Russia might uh, retaliate against us. Yeah. And, and I thought, well, where did I hear that before? Yeah. Oh, and, oh that's because I said that. Exactly. And we linked that to the 
Sound Off uh, group page, that article with uh, Elon Musk, and then the podcast of your discussion about that last, I believe it was last Friday. Yeah, uh, well, on Thursday and Friday, I think we covered it If you go to Facebook and you find the uh, Sound Off page of Brad Bennett Sound Off, if you haven't joined that group yet, do it, and then that link to what Elon Musk said and what you said are there. And we wish you would do that because uh, we'd love you to be letting people know about our podcast and letting people watch it. Well, anyway, folks, we're going to take our first break here of hour number one. Uh, what's the what's the weather like up there today, Kenny? We got a half light flurries. So uh, we, we got some flurries uh, actively uh, occurring, and 19 degrees downtown, and uh, we're going to be in kind of a cold, snowy pattern for the next several days. Okay. All right. Well, we'll talk about that, I'm sure, this morning as well. But we'll be right back with more. ADAL time, 1125, National Weather Service in Duluth. Uh, we're going to get an update there. Uh, we don't have it right now. But, uh, again, 19 degrees down at the National or at the, at the uh, Sky Harbor Airport. I'm getting a little <laughs> confused. 19 at Sky Harbor. Southwest wind at 17. Hibbing, 20 degrees of variable wind around 6. And Hayward, 19 overcast southwest wind at 12. By the way, I had a, a, a kind of a deja vu moment yesterday about time spent in, in uh, Duluth in the middle of the winters yesterday when I was watching the uh, Buffalo Bills uh, Cincinnati Bengals game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they oh, they yeah. got an all out blizzard going on there, didn't they? Yeah, they had some pretty good snowfall. And uh, right now we have, ex- I would say, extremely light flurries, if that's a, a proper term. Yeah. They're really light uh, flurries right now, and they're saying some accumulation, but it's going to be light, and then we're going to clear out briefly and then get another uh, system through here. It's going to be light snow for the next couple of days. You know, a, a game like that yesterday between Buffalo and uh, Cincinnati, it, do you think the weather did have an impact on that? It would have to, don't you think? I mean, how do you keep your footing when you're trying to trace down a receiver or yeah. anything like that? Yeah, I mean, it's Buffalo's home field. Uh, they should have an advantage, per se. But still, yeah. uh, I, uh, Cincinnati's a pretty good football team, Brad. Oh, man. Uh, you know, I'm thinking right now, I'm just going to make my guesstimation right now on Monday the 23rd. I think the Super Bowl is going to feature uh, the Cincinnati Bengals and the Philadelphia Eagles. Ooh. All right. Go uh, go Bengals. <laughs> do, you have a, do you have a disagreement with that? Do you no, I don't. I don't. I think oh. that that's a safe pick. And if that occurs, I would like the Bengals to beat the Eagles. I know I spent some time in Philadelphia. But yeah, I like Burroughs. I, I like this kid. I do, too. The kid's uh, got cold, got ice water running through his veins. He just does not seem to be upset. Of course, that kid from 49ers so far, although he showed a little bit of... Uh, uh, a little bit of reality yesterday at times, but they, but they, uh, do you suppose, do you suppose the Dallas Cowboys are going to be auditioning for a new kicker after the season? Every yeah, team so. for the most part goes through those issues. Not the, not the Vikings. They got a great kicker yeah, right now. That might be one of the few but, highlights we got. I mean, you can go back to 99, 2000, whatever it was against Atlanta and our kicker, Gary Anderson oh, yeah. hasn't missed one all year. And there it is, the chip <laughs> shot. He missed it. Yeah, so. Missed that. Uh, missed that. <laughs> anyway, uh, th- this whole revelation about Biden's uh, documents, the, uh, th- you got to remember that the first uh, group of those, at least 10 classified documents, reportedly were found in the fall 
at the Biden Center for Diplomacy and Global Engineering. Now, who found those? Did, did they? Did we ever find out who found yes, them at the yes. Biden Center for? Okay, was that his attorney? Or the was attorneys that... were looking through documents to uh, either move them or categorize them. I don't remember all the details that I heard. Okay, and so they were looking, not looking for you know documents that he wasn't supposed to have. And when they found them, that's when they stopped and this story broke. Right. Well, and and they didn't spill the beans on those secret documents at all until after the midterm elections. You don't well, suppose that was on purpose, do you? Absolutely it was, Brad. And that's a good point because there's also other news stories that suggest that the Department of Justice and uh, Attorney General Garland were going to keep this silent until it got leaked to the media. Aha. Uh-huh. Well, and, and you would have thought you would have thought that their um, their kind of cover up media, CNN, would have really kept it quiet. But evidently, the CNN is the one that came out and said, "Look, uh, those briefing materials that uh, we've got inside uh, scoop on them that they're that they cover Ukraine, Iran, and things about the United Kingdom." And of course, that ties them right to. Hunter Biden, the Iranian documents, because you have to remember that during that period of time, the state of Delaware, that where Biden is home, home headquartered, the state of Delaware was conducting a federal investigation into his son's foreign business dealings. That three-year period that they talk about from 2013 to 2016 was uh, during the period that there was the most... Uh, there was really a lot of influence peddling and activity overseas by his son Hunter and brother Jim Biden, who made millions of dollars from shady interests in Ukraine, China, Russia, and elsewhere. So this stuff all starts to kind of tie together as they get into it. And I'm I'm just hoping that as things move along, we will actually find out what are in all these documents and why it was important. You know, and I don't, I don't know that I trust... Uh, Trump any more than I do Biden, but uh, one of the attorneys for uh, Trump came out over the weekend and said that he said that the reason that Trump had taken the documents that he took was that he was planning on writing uh, his memoirs and he wanted the documentation to prove exactly what happened during those periods of time. Now, is that true right from the horse's mouth or is that something that was made up as uh, as, as a reason for it later on no. we, i i don't know that we'll ever know and brad that's funny you say that because the new york post reported that um what was actually in the boxes uh it goes on here blah, blah. it they it suggested joe biden may have taken the white house documents for use in writing hunter and for hunter to use to write his memoir promise me dad <laughs> That was written in 2017. So now, for did Hunter he, to write his memoir, what correct. did he think he was going to go up in a smoke of uh, go up in a pile of smoke or something? Well, or what? I don't know, but uh, if that's the case, my goodness, that's pretty egregious. I'm just going to take these documents, so my son, classified documents, important <laughs> classified documents, yeah. so my son Give can them use my son, them. Yeah. who has no clearance whatsoever. You know, and, and I don't know if it's it's meaningful or not, Brad. But keep in mind when Bo died, the son of uh, of President Biden, that was pretty traumatic. His wife, oh, yeah. his widow, ended up with Hunter Biden. They got involved yeah. romantically, and 
you know, yes. say what you want, but there, there's something that's not right there. That, that's, that's no, there's yeah, there's some real strange. And then strange I think Joel and Jill on. came out and say, "Well, we give our blessings to the both of them." Really? What would Bo say? <laughs> well, don't don't you think that Joe was very affected by Bo's death? He had to be, and I'm sure at that time. When he found out what Hunter was doing, he didn't want to say much or didn't want to do much to stop Hunter's activity because he was afraid he might lose him too. You know that yeah, I can see yeah. where that would happen with a father. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, and, and then I come back to uh, Meathead, a uh, Rob Reiner. Uh, the difference yeah. between Joe oh, yeah. Biden and Donald Trump is Joe Biden is a decent, law-abiding person. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just a great, just a, oh. just Mister All American. Yeah. Okay, meathead. Well, listen, folks, we got to take our CBS News break. Uh, we will be back shortly with much more. This is KDAL, six ten AM and FM at one hundred three point nine. Well, I ride on a mail train, baby, but I can't buy a thrill. KDAL time, 11.38, the one, the only, Bob Dylan. Now, Kenny, did we ever decide for sure where he was born? Was it in St. Luke's or St. Mary's? St. Mary's. St. Mary's, Yeah. Now, you remember the name of this song? If you get the name of this song, I will give you $2 billion. I'm a a something... Wrong. I'm a road warrior baby or something like that. Uh, good guess, wrong answer. It takes a lot to laugh. It takes a train to cry. There you go. Yeah, that's what you meant <laughs> okay. to say, right? Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Yeah, didn't I say that? <laughs> I had no idea. Uh, that was one of his bigger songs, though, I believe, wasn't it? Yeah, that was originally on Highway 61 Revisited back in 1965. However, this version, this cut... This is a bootleg series, take three. Do you ever uh, do you ever think about Dylan when you when you're riding down Highway 61? I mean, there, it's still there. There isn't. It's not like it used to be in the old days yeah. before 35W. I think about Bob Dylan every day. Yeah, I just yeah. whatever it is, uh, maybe something I hear, something I say, something I think, something I see. Yep. Well, uh, so over the weekend, we have had a couple of more big shootings. Uh, one that I noticed yesterday was this uh, one in uh, Monterey Park, only because I know Monterey Park when I went to school out in California and when I was in the Marine Corps out there. Uh, Monterey Park wasn't nearly as Asian, uh, predominantly Asian as it is now. But back back in the 60s, Monterey Park was starting to get that way. and But now it's uh, it's about 90% Asian, the whole area. And uh, this individual, a 72-year-old guy, uh, which, by the way, he is is no longer around and will not uh, cause California to have uh, uh, any kind of a court uh, hearing because he shot himself. They they knew he had evidently gone from this dance studio in Monterey, California, where he shot, killed 10 people, wounded 10 others, and he went and left and was going to another facility— uh, in in Torrance, California, and uh, he got there, and evidently, um, I don't know the exact uh, how it went down, but two guys, two uh, Asian individuals there, saw him pull a gun out, and they uh, attacked him and took the gun away from him. But he got away and fled, and uh, was driving a white van, and uh, they found him about thirty miles from Monterey Park. Uh, they pulled him over. 
Uh, they brought in a SWAT team, and as they were getting ready to go at the van, they heard one uh, loud gunshot. And um, after checking out to make sure the van wasn't set up with dynamite or anything else, they opened the van, found found this uh, individual dead inside, uh, and uh, you know he was uh, he was the only one. His name is Tran. Uh, who who can Tran? And from what I've read, I don't know that they're ever going to find a real reason for it. He supposedly, um, in his younger days, he had frequented that uh, ballroom dance studio many, many times. In fact, he was a part-time instructor, had met his former wife there and uh, gave dance lessons there. So he knew the place real real well. A number of his friends over the years, though, said that he uh, he might have never been violent. For example, his ex-wife said... He never was violent with her, but he he angered very quickly. And uh, if if she misstepped on a dance move or something, he would become very angry. And so they divorced back in 2005. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't think they're going to. Well, may, uh, who knows? Maybe they will find out. Maybe he has left records to find out why he was so hostile to a lot of people. Some of his friends are said a lot of the people at the dance studio, he he didn't like because they he claimed that they were hostile towards him. In other words, it's one of these, oh, they're picking on me, so I'm going to blow everybody away. And uh, I, I know lots of people, and if they go to Star Studio, they frequently there. Uh, he said, I hope none of them were victims. This is a fr former friend of his. Um, when they opened the door at the van in Torrance, uh, they found him dead inside with a single gunshot wound he did have another uh, handgun in the car the 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 uh, handgun that they took from him at the other location actually had a uh, had a, a searing system in it or a sear that would turn it into an automatic weapon and he had two large capacity magazines so anyway he would he uh, was a truck driver over the years evidently but at 72 to pull a a stunt, well, not a stunt, a terrible uh, deal like this, atrocity like this. He had 30-round magazines that allowed for rapid fire without having to frequently change magazines. Anyway, uh, we've got our friend Tom from over in Port Wing. Tom, uh, good morning to you. Well, good morning to you, Brad. Uh, my comment on that particular story is there was a sense of relief <clears throat> when I found out uh, that he was an Asian-American because... I could tell from the media that they were just waiting for it to be a white guy, mm. and they were going to march out all their historical uh, inflictions of pain that white people have done to Asian Americans going all the way back to the 1800s. All of the media was just ready to jump on that story. Yeah, and yeah. It's unfortunate. I, I thought I thought the same thing, Tom. I really did because as the story started to develop, it it talked about this area of Menlo Park that's very uh, predominantly Asian area, and I thought, oh boy, here we go, some guy that's got a, a hostility against Asians or something. And but it wasn't that way at yeah. all. My second comment is about uh, the best thing I heard about uh, Joe Biden. Uh, you know this idea because some of this stuff goes back to Senate days and. He was accused of being a serial document hoarder, and I, I found that to be a bit amusing. Uh, you know, it's when you think about it, how many years he was vice president, this is going all the way back to his Senate days. 
So this guy oh, was yeah. collecting this stuff for a very long time. And the last comment I have to make is about Ukraine. You know, from day one, I have I don't believe that uh, Ukraine's ever going to win this, and I don't care how much weaponry they give them. I I still don't think they're going to win. I would liken this, Brad, to the late 1950s. There was a certain group of people who said, you know, Vietnam is a mistake. Let's not go there. And their voices were drowned out. And I feel the same way about this year. You know, this is just not going to end well for the United States of America because the Soviets are going to pound Ukraine. And I've said this so many times now until it looks like Berlin in the 1940s. And there's barely an apartment building standing. I'm sorry. It is. It should have been negotiated. The Europeans should have been there on the front lines from day one to make sure that this was something real for the, the Russians. This is just going to end so bad for us and the Europeans and the Ukrainians. Yeah. It, it needs to stop, like, right now. There's no negotiating uh, amongst any of these people now, and they just seem to kind of want to drag us deeper and deeper into the quicksand of Ukraine. Oh, yeah. That's now we've got uh, now we've got hundreds hundreds of Ukrainians coming here to train them on our Patriot missile systems, which is really going to drag us into the quicksand and mire. But they are trying so hard to get us to turn over Abram tanks, and so far we've been against that. But they, now now the Germans are saying, "Oh look, uh, we, you know we're we're not willing to turn over our tanks until American turns over. If if American turns over the Abrams, we'll certainly turn over our battle tanks as well." Here we go, right down that cesspool. Let me let me ask you one thing, though, Tom. I get something else that's been bugging the heck out of me. Have you started to see these ads on TV where they show these uh, uh, illegal aliens and how they're being so mistreated and they're, they're, uh, people with guns are bringing them across the border? And the, and the thing ends up with this garbage about Jesus was an, was an alien. Jesus was, a, was, a, was an alien as well. No, he wasn't. His family was moved him to Bethlehem because they had to pay their taxes. How does that become an alien? Yeah, they, I've never understood some of the cockeyed ways ways that they try and uh, drag Jesus into these things. You know. Well, do you know who this group is? That's. Do you know who this group is? I've looked at it the last couple of times I've seen the ad. The ads are all done in black and white to, you know, to make them stand out. And they have this little bitty print down at the bottom you can't possibly read and let you get right on top of with a magnifying glass to, to see who it is. But Well, it, my, I guess my comment on that would be, you know, God ordained nations. He sanctioned nations. He told Father Abraham, you'd be the father of many nations. And this idea of open borders being somehow the the Christian way to go about doing it is absolutely opposite of what God has ordained for human uh, kind. We are to have borders. We're supposed to have nations. This this happens from the beginning of of man's time to the end of man's time. And this idea that you kick down all the walls and everybody goes willy-nilly wherever is a bunch of horse hooey. And that's my comment on that. But like they say, uh, Jesus was a refugee. No, he wasn't a refugee. The family moved so they could pay their taxes. That doesn't make him a refugee. 
No. All right. Thank you. Thank you, sir. We have got to uh, go to our Minnesota news break. But as we do that, please let me remind everybody, if you are looking for uh, any kind of construction work this year at your home, whether you need a new roof, new siding, new windows, maybe have a deck put on, maybe you want to have somebody uh, build a fireplace. uh, You know, I I happen to know some really good people in the fireplace business. Uh, But whatever it happens to be, Peralt Construction has done just about any kind of work you can think of doing from windows to doors to roofing to siding to everything in between. So if you're looking to have some improvements made to your homestead this year, please write this number down. It's Peralt Construction 218-723-8477. That's 218-723-8477 for all your home improvement needs. They've been around for 50 years making sure that your home is set up the way you want it to be. So if you're looking to get some work done, give them a call today. We'll be right back after Minnesota Newsbreak. KDAL time, 11.56, Superior, overcast, haze, 21 degrees. Say, Kenny, I got a question, Um, not not to you necessarily, but maybe somebody out there in the listening audience that knows uh, federal regulations, that kind of thing. Um, I, I saw today that our governor, Governor Tim Walls, is asking for all state flags to be lowered to half mast because of this shooting in in Monterey, California, or Menlo Park, California, I guess it was, uh, in an Asian community where some guy uh, went crazy, obviously, and decided he was going to shoot people up at his former dance studio. Is is that appropriate? Is that is that the way the regulations are are written on the use of an American flag? Is that a governor can just willy nilly pick whatever kind of random? act of violence he wants to uh, have the flags lowered for, even if it's not in his own state, if it's yeah. uh, anywhere? I, I saw that, and I thought, you know, there used to be a time, Brad, when it was reserved for uh, heads of state. Um, right. Uh, military Presidents, things. military, yeah, uh, exactly. And, and I saw that, and I thought, okay, well, I mean, it's nice to honor and show some respect, but really, I mean, is it appropriate? I mean... And some might say, know. oh, that's... what's the big deal? Just let them do it. Well, no, that's fine. But, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, is this what we do now when, when there's these things happen? We just let it. And if yeah, that's the it. case, Brad, every weekend in Chicago, Illinois, there is carnage. Oh, no, no, no. We can't. Oh. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We can't talk about that. Come on now. Come on now. We can't talk about Chicago, Illinois. You Republicans always want to talk about Chicago, Illinois. Oh, I'm sorry. But there were eight killed over the weekend in Chicago. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I'm thinking more like this, Kenny. I read a piece today, you know, the the numbers of immigrants coming across the border are just, just crazy. I mean, this last month we hit an all-time high again of illegals coming across the border. But I read a piece this morning that said that during this last year of Biden's presidency, that we have had uh, a total of 880 illegal immigrants die uh, trying to come across the border. It's... uh, 880. These are people that uh, give up any protection for safety. They walk hundreds, if not thousands of miles through deserts, through heat, through tropical jungles. And uh, many times uh, a number of them die. Uh, Is this something that maybe Walls would want to raise and lower the flag for as well? Yeah. I don't know. uh, I'm just asking the questions. It just seems to me that there are... Uh, federal 
uh, rules and regulations for the use of the flag, and I'm not sure this is one of them. By the way, speaking of crazy, crazy stuff, Kenny, when we come back with our number two, I want to get into something that Kamala Harris did over the weekend that's just going to make you crazy. Uh, We will be back shortly. 